Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Hallelujah. 1 Kings 19. Every day, we have a choice to move or remain. Every day, we have a choice to move or remain. And uh, we can get caught up in being stagnant in some things, or we can be caught up in, in moving forward and pressing forward. And, and there's a lot of things that try to come up and stop our momentum, if you will, that will, that will hinder us. But if you really take a moment and think about it, a lot of those things that try to stop and hinder us are uh, influences, outside voices, uh, outside circumstances that you know we didn't necessarily plan on seeing or anything like that. But you know, there's things on the outside of God's plan that tried to cause a stumble or tried to keep us uh, remain into in a place that God's never intended us to remain in. Amen. So the position that you are in, always remember that it's temporary. Your position is always temporary. In, meaning in the natural, your, your, your whatever it is, it's debt, it's temporary. Debt is temporary. It's subject to change. It will change, right? Health, sickness is temporary. Jesus already provided healing for you, so that sickness is subject to change, right? So you possess the power to move out of it. Whatever it is. That the enemy might have tricked you into believing that that's, that's it. That's the circumstance and that's just the way things are. That's just the way things are going to be. That's the enemy's voice that you have yielded to. And that's it. I'm talking about natural issues or, or debt. I'm talking about things like that. Now, God can direct us and tell us to hang out there. But you know what? I've never had God tell me to be somewhere and then just leave me. There's always a, an equipping or there's something going on there for me to learn or grow into. And then once that is met, then there's, a, there's another step. There's always forward momentum in the kingdom. And we are always forward moving. We're not looking back. I know we, we can kind of get into that. It sounds cliche at the time. We're not going back, not looking back. And that's true. We should not be looking back because God is always, pu- if I can say pushing, it's not really pushing. God is always leading us to the, to the forward, to the goal. And, you know, and, and Paul said, I press toward the mark. So it's our job to press toward the leading and what God in the direction that God has for us. But we have the power to move out of the situations that we might find ourselves in. We hold that. There are voices all around that are trying to influence you to remain or move. And that movement may not always be the direction that God's already set out for you. And so there are some things out there that we don't need to listen to. Listen, we are in a climate. And by the way, before I get too far, the title is, What Are You Doing Here? What are you doing here? Well, we are in a, you know, this week coming up. On the third, we've got something. We're moving into a season where our prayers and our movement of righteous men and women of God are moving stuff in the Spirit. 
We are moving it. I believe we're moving it. I don't listen to the outside voices that tell me otherwise. Because I know the truth. And the truth is what we lean on. That's the voice of God that we listen to. Not the voice of CNN. Not the voice of Fox News. Not the, not the voice of our, 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 our aunt or uncle. The voice of the Lord God is what we listen to. Amen. So there are voices all around that are trying to influence you to remain or move. So I have a question. Which one are you listening to right now? Which one are you yielding to? Which one has the loudest echo in your, in, in your spirit right now? Which one is speaking so loudly that you're yielding to and giving yourself into? Is it the fear? Is there fear? If there's fear somewhere, then you've yielded somewhere into that. Amen? So you've listened to the voice of fear louder than the voice of faith. That's not an indictment. I've done it. We've, we've all done it at times. This is an encouragement to listen to the voice of God, the, the voice of truth in your life. And you know what the voice of truth is. It's the voice of God. Amen? In 1 Kings 19, y'all are there, I'm not. Hallelujah. 1 Kings 19, 1, we're going to start at verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel... All that Elijah had done. Now this is, he just uh, uh, called fire down from heaven and killed the prophets of Baal. And all Elijah had done, and, and with all, how he slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and, and more also, if I make not your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, Elijah, he rose and went for his life. And he came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. And he said, Is it enough now? O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay there, laid and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came in the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. And he arose and did eat and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights. That must have been some food, huh? He went into Horeb in the Mount of God. And he came thither into a cave and lodged there, and behold... The word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and slain your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and broke the pieces of rocks before the Lord, and the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after a fire, a still, small voice. And it was so that when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle, 
went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah was influenced by the voice of a godless woman via a messenger and it allowed a circumstance to move him. This is the man of God, the prophet of God, that just called down fire and killed 450 prophets of Baal. And one woman, through a messenger, was able to make him run and hide. Now he was like, whoa, okay, now that seems an extreme like one end of the spectrum to the other. You're like, hold on. <laughs> you just called fire down from heaven and killed 450 men. But one voice made you run. There's a couple things in this story that when I was going through reading this, this account of Elijah that, that stood out to me. Number one, he thought he was by himself. Anybody ever feel like you're by yourself at times? Yes. You're not. Because later on, he says he tells Elijah after he gets him out of the cave, he says, uh, you know I have 7,000 prophets still, right? And, then, and Elijah's like, okay. And he went on and carried on, and he actually prophesied Jezebel's death. The voice that scared him and sent him into the mountain, he prophesied the death. Before I get too far ahead of myself. There's so many times in the Bible that we see that voices can influence your decision whether stay, move, or run. Right? Goliath's voice. He intimidated Saul, but not David. Here's the king. He got intimidated by Goliath, but David did not get intimidated. Why? Because he didn't yield to the voice that was, that was speaking. David recognized his covenant. And one of the things here that Elijah said, he says, the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. Family, do not forsake the covenant that God has with you by listening to some other voice that's going to influence you to run. Don't let a circumstance cause you to run from the covenant that you know is sound and solid, is going to see you through. And we're quick to let those influences keep us and hide us and we run and we, we shut ourselves up. Now, I'm not talking about the quarantine or anything like that. I'm talking spiritually. We can shut ourselves up and not step out and do what God has told us to do. Be who God's told us to be because of the voices that are out there right now. We've got ministers and we've got people who, who want to say things, but then they're too nervous about to say them at times because of the voices might say something. Well, whose voice are you going to give into? God's voice or are you going to give into somebody who is very temporary? Very temporary. Just because they're elected doesn't mean they're there forever. Just because it's a, it's a law, you know, guess what? You know, the only word that will ever remain, not the Constitution, is the Word of God. And we protect it, and we want to keep it, and we vote life, and we vote, you know, for, the, for, for partners of Israel, we vote for that thing. And that's what we need to do this week, by the way. We need to get out there and vote the platform. Pastor had a message on it a couple weeks ago, and you need to vote the platform. If you don't know what the platform is, get on there and look it up. Read. Read what God said about choosing life. Choosing life. But we have a responsibility to listen to God's voice or listen to a voice of another. And we don't want to get caught running when God has told us to stay. 
when God has told us to stand or the direction God has given us, right? The children of Israel talked out of a promise, talked out of the promised land by voices. By voices. They didn't get to see, the, all, those, all those people, the originals, if I can put it that way, did not get to go in and see the promised land because they talked themselves out of the promise. They let voices stop them from entering into the, the promise of God. I don't want any outside voice in my life that other than the voice of God to stop, you know, like keep me, if that makes sense. I don't, keep me as in whole. I, the, the God is what kept, kept by the power of God, right? He keeps me. He keeps me in my coming and my goings. And here's the thing with that. I will not allow an outside voice to try to deceive me. And that's why it's so important that you know the voice of God now more than ever. Because that voice that is in there is subtle. It's subtle enough to the point where it sounds like truth and it can get you off. And the next thing you know, you find yourself either not entering the promised land or you're delayed into it or you're hiding in a cave and God's going to be like, what are you doing here? Hey, I've had that. I've been there. What are you doing here? Very real. Most of you guys know the story. I was in California, but that's, that's the bottom line. What are you doing here? And it didn't sound like that. It was more like, get back to Kansas. That was it. I knew that was, I mean, everything. Everything stopped. That was the voice of God. And I had to yield to it. Here's another voice. The voice of Satan through the serpent. Beguiled Eve. Beguiled Eve. Yielding to that voice changed the history of man. By yielding to one act, one voice. Delilah's voice tricked Samson. There are voices that we have to we have to tune out. There are voices. The voice of Daniel's accusers put him in the lion's den. What voice are you listening to? What are you yielding your your spirit to? See, Elijah had been influenced by God's voice. This is the only voice that you follow. And and over in uh, 1 Kings um, 17 and verse 1, says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was uh, of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word came to him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn eastward, and hide yourself from, uh, by the book Cherith, that is before Jer- Jordan. And what was he doing? He was influenced by, him, by God's voice, and he did what God said. And did God sustain him? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then when that time came for him to move, the voice of God moved him. Nothing else. And God said, get up and go into uh, um, the city, Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman was there. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she fetched it and called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand. And he said... The Lord God liveth, I, will, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering sticks that I may go and address it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Fear not, and go as you had said, but make thereof a little cake first. Make me a cake first, and bring it to me after, um, 
and after for you and your son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And we know that that supply was for three years. Three years. By obeying and listening to the voice of God. Now Elijah's voice influenced her. But whose voice was speaking through Elijah? God's voice. God's voice was speaking through. Our pastor is speaking to us at times and trusted ministers uh, that are uh, behind this pulpit and, and around that God is speaking through. And if you're listening, you'll hear the truth of God and God's voice in it that will lead and guide you into plenteous and prosperity and protection. Especially today. We have protection. We have a covenant. Don't forsake the covenant. Don't forsake the covenant. Amen? Amen. Then, in chapter 18, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. Now, he did this because he was influenced by God's voice. God's voice was louder at this time. And in 1 Kings 17 and 22, we see here Elijah even influenced God with his voice. 1 Kings 17, 22. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. Now this is the, uh, the child that died, the widow woman's child. And he stretched himself three times and cried to God. And I, he said, O oh God, I pray thee, let this child's uh, soul come unto him again. In verse 22, And the Lord uh, heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came in him again, and he revived. God hears you. God hears you. Wow. Think, think about that for a moment. God hears me. God hears me. God, the creator of everything we see and experience, is, hears me. And Elijah influenced God with his voice. So you can see how voices can influence and make you decide and speak to you. So what voice are you listening to? He even called fire down from heaven. He even called in, in 1 Kings 18. In verse 37. After he got all the prophets of Baal around him. And there was a... a he, he basically heard all this going on. Jezebel was the queen of Israel at the time. And she was serve, uh, you know, worshiping Balaam. And she had her prophets, the 450 prophets. They're there. And, and so there was this big dispute. And Elijah finally came to, uh, to him and said, How long are you halt between two opinions? If God be God, serve him. If uh, Balaam, then serve him. Baal, then serve him. Right? And so then this came, it came down to it's like, Okay, let's get them all together. Let's put an altar together. Right? And he called fire down from heaven on verse 37. It says, Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their heart back again. 
Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and all the stones and the dust. It licked up the water that was in the trench. He had him do that. He had him build a trench and fill it full of water just to show that, that it wasn't some parlor trick. It was God doing this, right? And he said in, in verse 39, And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. And he took the prophets of Baal and going from there. But the Lord heard his voice. The Lord answered his voice. You have to answer the voice of God in your life. Just as he honors us, when we ask him for something, he hears us and he's faithful to bring it to pass in our life. And when he's asking us for something, do we shut up and run into the mountain? Oh, but those people might do something to me, Lord. You don't think God, the all-knowing, omnipresent, present everywhere, who lives outside of time, can see your future, has a plan for you, and he's asking for you to do something, and you're like, whoa. And it might be big. Now, he's not going to make you, like, leap buildings and start doing all kinds of weird, goofy stuff. He's going to ask you to do something at times that will stretch your faith because he's pulling you into something. He's preparing you for something. He's always wanting all of us. We all have greatness living on the inside of us. And we have to develop that. And he'll ask us to do things at times. And that's the voice we yield to. Even though it may seem uh, hard at times to do. And I mean by hard meaning like it just goes contrary to what the norm is or the voices that we've allowed to have an influence in our life. Because the voice of God, I'm going to say this, never let the circumstance overshadow the truth. God's word is true. If he says it, it's true. If he says that you need to go do this and this will happen, guess what? It's true. It's true. Don't fall into the wrong voice. Jezebel's threat based, uh, was based upon the power that Elijah had. It was proven to be empty and void. And what I mean by that is that the only reason that Jezebel, uh, that he ran is because he gave that voice power. He gave that voice power. People can say whatever they want, but until you give it power, it doesn't mean anything. She accused him. She said she threatened his life. And because of that, he was like, oh, okay, and left. After he just killed 450 prophets. Now, I know I keep saying this over and over again, but that's because I want this picture of God's provision in your life. And they said, well, uh, you'll never make it because of this COVID. Wait, hold on, hold on. Does Deuteronomy 28 stop working because of something going on in the world? Are you blessed going in, blessed coming out? Blessed in your store basket, in your store, right? In your basket, store basket. That's a combination of there. Blessed in your store, your store basket. Put it all together. So did Deuteronomy stop working? Did seed time and harvest stop? What voice are we listening to? When did that voice get us off of God's biblical principle of what he said in his word would happen? Are we flourishing like a branch or are we not? 
Did he say if we seek good and that we, we would find favor? If we sow, if we give, good measure, press down, shaken together, will God cause men to give unto me? Did that stop working because of a voice on the outside? Did we let that become louder because of a circumstance than the Word of God that we have? The faith that we have in the Word of God? Did it become the small, small just shrink down? Because we can't be tossed with circumstance. We can't be tossed with circumstance. It's the solid, firm foundation of the Word of God that will see us through. And that Word is the voice of God in our life. And that will continue. And just like, and, and I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit maybe, I don't know, we're here, so we're going to go with it. <laughs> Did you know Jezebel, after God said, I've got 7,000 prophets, after he got out of the cave, and God told him what he needed to do, go, go anoint the new kings and, and stuff, and, and he, he said, Jezebel will die, and there will be nobody to bear, this is Elijah, after he realized that he gave, that was the power he gave that voice. There was no threat. It was void. So he, he's like, oh, okay. She's going to die. There's nobody going to be able to bury her, and the dogs will eat her carcass. She was still alive, but he said that. So what happened? He realized that God's voice was all of a sudden louder than the voice of the accuser. That voice that caused him to run and go into the mountains stopped because he switched his frequency over, back over to... Okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay, God. And so all this threatening, and he used all this uh, 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 thundering and wind and earthquakes and all this stuff, and it was in that still, small voice that God was in. It's not always flashy. You start hearing things, oh... Oh, it's the end of the world. We're all going down. You better grab everything. Start storing up. We don't know what's going to happen in the next three years. Everybody just hunker down. Buy all the toilet paper you can get. <laughs> and I understand we've got to be smart. You know, we keep our supply. But my word says God supplies all my need, not me running to the store and buying up everything they have. Remember the birds? They don't store up and God takes care of them. How much more are we to God? So where did that voice leave out? Where did that go? It's the voices that we're yielding to is going to determine our action. Yield to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Act upon what God is telling you. Not the news media. Oh, but the scientists are saying this and, and the scientists are saying that. <clears throat> My God says something that I listen to. That great will be the peace of my children. And a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. You know what that tells me? That I've got great grandkids that are going to be blessed. Hold, hold on, you, you hear what I'm saying? 
If the word says that I've got great grandkids coming, then I know I'm going to be around for a while and this earth's not going to go away for a while. The only thing that's going to cause me to go is by way of the grave at a very, very old age or the rapture of God. And all in between that time, I'm going to be a procuring prosperity. I'm going to have health. I'm going to have long life. Because if that's what God said, then I don't care what the world says. Because my faith is in the word of God. That's the voice that I'm listening to. I'm not running to a cave. Not getting my Armageddon shovel and bucket of food or whatever they did back in the day. I don't know. <laughs> Whole other thing. I'm not going to lack for any good thing. I don't care what the world says, and I don't care what family members might call and say and, and do and all that stuff like that. Listen, we've got the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And the Holy Spirit, the, my Bible tells me that the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. If we need to go and buy toilet paper, the Holy Spirit will prompt us and sit there while we walk down the aisle and say, buy an extra pair, pack, or whatever. Okay. <laughs> Move on. No hysteria. Right? Amen. Peace. And joy in believing. There's peace and joy. That's what my Bible says. That's the voice I listen to. Peace and joy. Not hysteria and fear. Jezebel's voice was only effective because Elijah let his defenses down. He let them down. So you have to guard your heart. The way you feel about things. Now, I know we don't put our hand in the sand and all that other stuff, and we need to pray accurately about things. But at the same time, we have to keep our heart guarded. We have to keep our heart guarded about how we feel about, well, that's just totally, yeah, well, they said that and stuff. Well, what does that mean when they say, and you're starting to lean it, well, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to your spirit or to your mind? So I find that the Word of God tells me that there are mysteries that have been made known to us. What? To our spirits. He's revealing them to us. And what, is the, what does the Word say? There are things that confuse the world. He's chosen the, the, the simple things to confuse the wise. What is He talking about? He's talking about, hey, the world may not understand what I'm doing right now, but my God told me to do this, and I'm doing it. And there are supply, provision, health, prosperity, peace, joy... On the other side of this, I don't care, but it does. Whatever my spirit is saying at that time is what I need to be listening to because that's what's going to lead me out of a cave or out of a situation and not keep me there. We can either remain or we can move. We can either remain or move. And you have the power to move. You have the power to do it. Never let the circumstance of the voice overshadow the reality of the promise. I kind of said it earlier, I'm saying it again. Never let, never let a circumstance, I'll say it again, never let a circumstance, a temporary thing, thing that's subject to change, ever overshadow, ever overshadow the promise that God has for you and your family and what He said was coming. Magnificent victory. Magnificent victory is coming. We have magnificent victory. So what happens? My circumstance is subject to magnificent victory. 
I'm not going to say base my decisions on a circumstance. I'm basing my decisions on the Word of God. What did God say? Acting on fear results in, uh, results in a detour from your God-given destiny. Your destiny. He said in Jeremiah that the plans that He has for you are of good. He has plans and a destiny for each and every one of us. And they are good. And there's voices out there that want to take away and distract you from the promise, from what God's plan is for your life. And if you're yielding to that voice, how easy it is to get off that plan. Anybody ever make one of those decisions? I've been off the plan of God. It's not fun. It's kind of like an old country road that has ruts. <laughs> Got to get out of there. Whew. Just tune it back over to the voice of God. Repent, man. That, that is like the, the, I mean, thank God he put that into the covenant. <laughs> it's like, you ever think about it as like a legal document? You're like, okay, okay, okay. All right, Lord, forgive me. Uh, according to this scripture right here in this paragraph right here, I am claiming the repentance. Anybody ever plead the fifth in front of it? Yeah, okay. I plead the fifth. I plead repentance, turning away from it. Thank God for those provisions in His Word that we're able to get back into the voice of God in our life so we can live prosperous. We can be prosperous. We can be whole in everything. Nothing missing, nothing broken in our life. Nothing missing, nothing broken. In chapter 19, verse 3, chapter 19, verse 3, it says, And when he saw, when he saw that message from Jezebel, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. He left his servant. He left his help. He had help and he left his help. He said, stay here. And he went a day's journey. He left his help. So when you deter from your destiny, you leave your help behind. You disappoint or you discourage. That's, that's a part of it. You're discouraging that. Your help. Your help. The Holy Spirit is your help. That voice is there for you to help. There is a supply and help in God's plans and His purposes for you. When you get off the plan, when you listen to the voice, when you become, find yourself uh, distracted by a voice or something other than the voice of God, it keeps you off and you're, you're, you're leaving the help. Now, the help of the Holy Spirit never leaves you. Let me just clarify that. I'm not saying that you're the Holy Spirit's leaving you. He's like, oh, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> See ya. No, the Holy Spirit's there, but he's probably going, okay, okay, hey, 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 listen, listen, pay attention. Come here. You're, you're off the plan. Why are you listening to that? But God said this. And you're over there like, oh, there's World War III about to happen. But God said, victory. God said, peace. Magnificent victory. What voices are you listening to? What voices are you listening to? Don't leave your help. Don't leave, don't leave your help. <laughs> In verse 4, he says... But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. 
And he requested himself that he might die. And he said, Is it enough now, O Lord? Take my life, for I am not better than my father's. Well, then he got into regret and sorrow. He got into, oh, feel sorry, like, for me kind of thing. Oh, it's just better that I just die, Lord. I messed up. Oh, she's after me. I just take my life. Listening to the wrong voice. Listening to the wrong voice. He had... He had a plan. God's plan and purpose did not leave him because he made a mistake. God's plan and purpose for your life does not leave you because you've made a mistake or listened to the wrong voice. You'll you'll miss the point if that's how you start feeling about something. Well, I missed it and now I'm just, oh, go ahead, God, take me home. (laughs) No. That's not what we're saying. Tune into the voice of God. Get in His plan that He has for you at this time and experience all that He has for you in His covenant that He's established with you. See, now He's reflecting the voice uh, that He listened to. Because she called for His death. Now He's saying, oh, just kill me. Because if you start listening to a voice long enough, you're going to start saying what that voice has been saying about you. And then you're you're authorizing it. You're giving yourself to it. You're speaking what that voice is speaking, the enemy is speaking, the deception is speaking. You're a part of it. Hmm. And that's what Elijah was doing. He started speaking that. He, he, his voice started reflecting the voice he listens to. What voice are you reflecting? What's being reflected from what you're speaking when you see something that goes contrary to the Word of God? Amen? Elijah used to say in 1 Kings 18.36 that I am the servant of God. Now he's saying, oh, just take me, Lord. He sees failure of his past. And in Joshua, it explains that when when his fathers failed, they acted in fear. And so he associated that failure with fear, and he started reacting to it as well. He lost the voice of God. And in verse 7 through 8, it says, And the angel of the Lord came again and a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb the mountain of God. So God knew where he was going, but he had not sent him. But there was supernatural provision for Elijah. That's why I was saying... Just because you get out doesn't mean the Holy Spirit's gone. Or God's, God's blessing's not there. So don't, under, don't come under condemnation or come under guilt and shame of making a mistake. You've got to overcome that by getting right back into the plan of God. Recognize it and use that clause of repentance. Get back into the voice of God, the influence of that voice. 
and continue in the forward momentum God has you in. There's no reason anybody just needs to remain and waller in sorrow. When Jesus took sorrow on the cross. He bore our griefs so we don't have to be grievous of a mistake. And as far as the east is from the west is what the scripture says, he's forgiven our sins. He's forgiven us for mistakes. And we get back into the voice of God and get going with the plan that he has for us. Amen? So through screaming wind and earthquake, raging fire, Elijah turned, to the voice, uh, turned into the vo- uh, God's voice. And he said, what are you doing here? So we need to learn to listen and recognize God's voice in the midst of chaos. Now Matthew chapter 24 tells us that we have to be... Well, let's just go there real quickly. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, verse 4. And he's talking about the end. And Jesus said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come into my name, saying, I am Christ, and deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you not be troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes and diverse places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Sounds like chaos going on. But what does he say? Don't be deceived. And what does he say in verse 6? It says, you're going to hear of all these things, but don't be troubled. What is that? That still small voice. The voice of God speaking to you and telling you. I got it. I got you. Do you trust me? Do you trust the word of God to work on your behalf? Do you have faith in the word of God? Then don't let the voices take you away from that faith that you have in God's word to see you through things. We got to learn and listen and recognize when he's speaking to us. And we can avoid deception and evil persuasion by our continual yielding to the voice of God. We can avoid deception and evil persuasion by our continual yielding to the voice of God. Because he's not going to lead us into destruction. He's not going to lead us into a famine or, or a bad situation. He didn't lead, when there was a famine in the land, when there was no rain, Elijah was led by God to a brook and sustained him. Did he not? He did. And then he sent him to the widow woman's house where he's prepared a woman to sustain him. God will sustain you. God's got you. He is sustaining you now. He's prospering you now. Because His Word works for you now. It's never changed. The voice of God is constant. That still small voice of of God is constant. 
It's constant in you. Everything else is what's changing and moving up and down and whoo, getting crazy. But I'm not giving into it. We're going to keep hearing the voice of God. And we're not going to find ourselves in a situation or in a cave or in, in any kind of famine or any kind of pestilence or anything like that because we're listening carefully, right? We're listening accurately to the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And He said, I do only what my Father tells me. And the Father has good for us. So we're listening. We're listening. Every day we get up and listen. Father, I hear your voice today in everything that I do, Lord. You lead and guide me, and I thank you, Lord, for it. Father, I thank you, Lord, that I receive and hear everything the Holy Spirit is saying to me. Everything that the Holy Spirit is saying to me. Because it's important that we hear accurately what the Holy Spirit is saying because there are things that God is trying to get to us and through us. I believe every day God is trying to get something to us and through us. Every day. So the voice that we're listening to is very important. Is very important. Paul said in Colossians 2.4, Lest any man shall beguile you with enticing words. Let's go over there. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Colossians 2, verse 4 says, uh, let's start in 3. In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We have access to the wisdom and knowledge. Because we're in Christ. We're in Christ. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Well, the wisdom in, of God is flowing in us to keep us from being beguiled. The Holy Spirit. The truth that we have and retained on the inside of us. Don't be beguiled. Don't listen to those voices. Don't forget what we have been taught. Don't forget what we have been taught. 2 Timothy 3. Praise God. God's good. Amen. Second Timothy 3, in verse 13, says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. In verse 14, says, But continue in the things which you've learned and has been assured of, knowing that whom you have learned them. We have to continue. Continue in hearing the voice of God. Continue in what we know has been working in our life since the very day we've, been, we've received Jesus and born again. Has the Word ever let you down? Continue in the Word then. We used to say this all the time in the Marines. If it's not broke, don't fix it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. If the Word's working, don't change it. If the Word is working, don't change it. That's what, Our faith is working. The Word of God is working. We're not going to let deception come in. Oh, that sounds... Oh, wait, maybe that's what... No, stay with what you're taught. Stay safe. Stay with what you're taught. 
There's safety in it. The Word of God that's been around for, oh, what? Since, I don't, I don't know exactly when all the, everything was written, but, well, since the beginning. Have the books been written, the Word of God that's been spoken through prophets, and, and now we have the written Word of God in our lap ever since that's been there? It's not changed one bit, and, and here we are, thousands of years later, still seeing the prosperity of His servants. Still seeing God in action in everything that we do. When we put faith in that word, it works. So why would we listen to something that's going to take us off what God said? Why would we, why would we remain in a cave? Why would we give power like Elijah did for Jezebel to what she said? And when you start hearing things, you've got to have like that... that when you hear it, let's say it this way. When you hear something that goes contrary to what God said for your life, you need to answer it. Elijah prophesied her death. So any lies that come up about you failing or you're not making it, you need to speak those words and no, I'm not making or I'm not going to fail. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to excuse me. We are going to make it in Jesus name. Let me cancel that one. You need to speak and answer to it and, and, and speak the word of God over it and say, no, devil, I'm not being deceived. And that's not the voice of the Father, so I'm not, I'm not buying into that. And you watch. God will prosper me through this and speak it. And Jezebel, by the way, her you go on into 2 Kings chapter 9, it actually kind of... Lays out everything that happened exactly the way Elijah said. Even the king that was standing there, and um, spare you the details, but even the king that was there was saying, you know, he said, "Oh, he remembered because he sent the men down." And she fell out the window, or they threw her out the window. Yeah, they threw her out the window actually, and uh, and she hit the ground, nasty. And then um, she and he said, the king said, "Well, that's the the king's daughter, so go bury her." And they went down and they didn't find her. They just found, they said, her hands and her skull. And it hit the king and said, oh, it's what Elijah prophesied, that the dogs would eat her carcass. And nobody was able to bury her. That's how accurate when you speak over something that comes over. Your words affect that voice that's trying to speak negatively in your life. You're, what you say is the authority in your life. You authorize it. Behold, life and death are in the power of what? Your tongue. The tongue for your life is one of the most powerful tools you have in your arsenal. To speak God's word on something that's contrary to what God already said. To speak it over your life over and over again. To put faith into God's word in, in that uh, 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 area of whatever. Finances. Marriage. Peace, joy. You'll be releasing God's voice. Yield to God's voice. Let God's voice be the loudest. Amen? The main job is to stay with what we've learned. In, in Deuteronomy, I already talked about this. It didn't stop working. God's word did not stop working because of a circumstance. The circumstance stops because of God's word. It'll change because of God's word. Amen?
We have to understand it's <clears throat> listening to the voice of God is like a, a trained athlete. You know, they train all the time and they, they get good. Uh, take a football player, a receiver. He gets out there and they throw a pass to him and he misses the ball. Does that athlete stop playing? Now, if he, if he misses every single catch, maybe not. But <laughs> No. He's trained. He spent hours practicing. His education. All these things, right? He's cultivated this, uh, this training, this athleticism that he's focused on catching that ball and running into the end zone for a touchdown. So he has all this training that he's on there. And he's listening to his training. He's listening to everything that's here. And then anything that comes outside of his training, he's probably going to be like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Run the opposite direction. <laughs> no, not going to do that. Because the end goal is for him to make a touchdown. Well, just like a trained athlete, because you miss the ball once, once or twice, doesn't mean you give up your training and your education and what you know to do right. You keep with it. You keep conditioning yourself to hear the voice of God. Keep yielding to the voice of God. Keep growing into the things of God. And before you know it, you're going to be walking a prosperous path that everybody's going to take notice of because the hand of God is resting upon you mightily and you will flourish like a branch. Hallelujah. Thank God. We don't throw it away. We press forward. We don't remain. We don't remain when we've listened to things that we shouldn't be listening to. When we find ourselves, oh, that's deceptive. We stop, we fix it, we don't remain in the deception. We move forward, we move out of it, and we get into the plan of God and we keep moving forward. We don't stay there sorrowful. We move on. We grow with God. Amen? Our focus is to listen to God and hear Him always. If we are going to believe beyond our circumstances... We have to rise above them. We have to rise above them with our words. This only occurs when we walk in the revealed knowledge. And you respond from the revelation of who you are in Christ. Who you are. You respond from the revelation of who you are in Christ. And magnificent victory is a magnificent victor, if I say it that way, is who you are. You're a victor, not a victim. We heard that this morning. We're insisting on victory. And in order to insist on victory, we're hearing the right voice. We're always checking what we're listening to. And if it's not the voice of God or it goes in line with what God is speaking to us, then we need to tune it out. Get rid of it. We're living in a day that all the voices that are vying for your attention and trying to grab your attention are going to sound louder and louder. I have never seen as many political ads in my mailbox as I've seen this year. And they are vying for your attention. I mean, we just get them and just, it's straight to the trash now. Because I already know. I already know. I mean, we already know. Like, we vote life, so we already know. But there's just, I mean, I mean, coming on. Like, every, I mean, if you watch TV or whatever, I'm not saying this is bad or anything, but... And there's commercial break in between your show or whatever. And there's just so many. I mean, it was like political ad after political ad after political. I mean, vying for I mean, it's just. And why are they always like dark and gray? Have you ever noticed that? 
And then when they bring the candidate up, it's like a brand new sunshiny day. Hi. And then they have another one after, and they eat a little bit. Anyway. Distractions. Trying to get a voice inside you to question. Ooh. Question. Did God say? Trying to convince you otherwise to get off the word of God. So listen to the voice of God. Keep that in the forefront of your spirit. And you'll never fail. You'll never fail with with God. You'll never fail with God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. (laughs) Well, I hope that helped you tonight. Praise God. I started realizing some of the voices I was listening to, not, not anything bad or sinful, I'm just like, that's just distracting. I mean, it's not sinful, it's just distracting. And, and uh, uh, even like, I think Pastor was talking about it in um, a staff meeting one time, about uh, even the music you listen to can be distracting, you know? Christian entertainment versus praise and worship. Some of that's distracting. And... Um, I really believe as this time is, is quickening, you know, um, Jesus' return is imminent. And uh, it's important that we not find ourselves in a, in a distracted mode by listening and giving ourselves over to other voices outside of what we know is speaking truth. We speak the truth only, amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, let's stand up.